I'm Taylor Dahl. I am Stacy, and also known as Stacy the Bat Flip ex- Expert. episode two of our summer series on the Windy City Gridiron Podcast Network. My name is Jeff Burkus. Today we're going to hear a conversation that I had with two women in the sports media industry. Stacy, also known as the Bat Flip Expert, is a Bears fan I met through Twitter. Her primary focus is baseball, hence the Bat Flip Expert part of this, but she's a diehard Bears fan. She started her own pop-up live stream and is starting to guest on a few podcasts pretty regularly. Taylor Dahl works in radio down in Jacksonville. In fact, she works for the Jaguars flagship radio station. But she wears her Bears gear proudly and will even give a Bears update during her Jags podcast. Gotta love that. After this interview, Taylor and I had some back and forth, and I asked her if she had any interest in developing her own Chicago Bears podcast. And I am so incredibly excited to tell you all that she said yes, and she will be joining our Windy City Gridiron podcast team starting later this summer. You can, of course, follow all the updates on Twitter or on Windy City Gridiron, or if you're a podcast-only person, you'll eventually see her show pop up on your podcast app. But we're all extremely excited to see what Taylor has to bring to the table and add a new voice and perspective to our group. So enough of that from me. Let's get into the conversation with Taylor and Stacy. Taylor speaks first. I live in Jacksonville, Florida, and I work for the flagship station of the Jacksonville Jaguars, actually. We have a show called Helmets and Heels that I co-host on Tuesday nights. Um, Twitter is TayDoll1010XL. I'm very active on Twitter. It's kind of my voice to be able to share my Jags thoughts for covering this, but my Bears fandom at the same time. Um, I grew up a Bears fan, so I have a little bit more of like my heart is in that and my job is the Jaguars. And both haven't been very fun lately. But, um, yeah, so I do both of that. We we have a ton of podcasts throughout the season, whether it be football and baseball and all of those. So those are always on my Twitter if something new comes up. Uh, we cover a lot of NFL, but Helmets and Heels is all about just, like, women in sports. It's literally four women on a show just talking what we're passionate about, which happens to be sports. I am Stacy, and also known as Stacy the Bat Flip ex- Expert. Um, on Twitter, my handle is at official Stacy. First letter is a zero. No, no. I am from Atlanta, Georgia, originally from Jersey, though. Uh, so didn't exactly grow up a Bears fan, but um, here I am. Adopted the Bears fan, adopted the Bears probably about 15 years ago, 10, 15 years ago. So kind of new, I guess. My Twitter is mostly talking about baseball obviously with the bat flip expert. How did you guys get into the Chicago Bears? So I want to know a little bit more about that. So um, again, we'll just, I'll just start with Taylor on all these things. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, So my family is, they're all from Northwest Indiana or people know as the region. Um, So right outside Chicago. And I mean, that goes to like great, great grandparents. Uh, So that kind of started way before me. Uh, I moved, I was actually born in Jacksonville, but my mom, grandparents, aunts, uncles, everything, were all Bears fans. So pretty young. The Jags didn't have a team, obviously, until 95, 96. Uh, so the first five, six years of my life, I only had the Bears as an option when 
Um, they came around. I took a little bit into it, but at that time, none of my family really cared about the Jags, so it was just easy to stay on that Bears train. Um, we moved back when I was a little older, so I got to experience a lot of Cubs games and Bears games and Blackhawks games and Bulls games, and that's when it kind of just grew beyond that. Uh, so I don't honestly remember a time where I wasn't a Bears fan. As I've gotten older, I've gotten more passionate about it, honestly, because I just understand the game more now than I did when I was a kid. Obviously, I... Being a, a woman, I think I care um, or maybe pay attention a little more to like the backstories of the athletes. And so when you're a kid, you're not really looking at that. So like I love hearing story like with Cole Komet getting drafted and coming to the Bears, like things like that. I love hearing like learning those side stories and then being able to relate that to the Bears. Um, so I, I don't know, like that's that's pretty much what it is, because I can't remember a time not being a Bears fan. So, Stacey, your story is a little different. You said you, it was about 15 years ago for you. So what got you interested in the Bears? Uh, my ex-husband, he's from outside of Chicago. So uh, he's a Bears fan. And I didn't have um, a football team that I particularly favored. So it was kind of easy transition for me. I mean, I had favorite players growing up all through you know, the NFL, but there was never any specific team that I – just kind of caught on to. So it was kind of easy to become a Bears fan, you know, when you marry into somebody who's a Bears fan. Well, I, you said X, so we won't, we won't go too far into that. <laughs> <laughs> um, mm-hmm. So I don't know how to answer, ask this question other than like, what does this team mean to you? Like from, from like a daily basis, you know, where does it rank um, in terms of, you know, Taylor, you, you know, you, you cover the Jags, but you know, you still, you wore a Bears Jersey in your, uh, helmet and heels promo mm-hmm. ad, right? Like it's still obviously this is this is the team that you're a big fan of. So like on a on a day to day basis, on a season to season basis, you know how much do you live and die with this team? Um, too much, honestly. I uh, it's kind of a, everybody here knows. I've been at this station since 2015, and everybody knows I'm a Chicago fan. It's it's a thing. They they know when they're tuning into helmets and heels, they're going to at least hear one segment that is talking about the bears or Justin Fields or Matt Nagy for the past three years or whatever it may be. Um, so they're kind of used to that, but my, like I said, it's, and it's easy for me to kind of separate work and fun because I do have like the Jags, I can cover the Jags and I, I'll have a good time, you know, going to games or whatever, but I always choose the Bears game on Sundays. If they play at the same time, I'm watching the Bears and I'll rewatch the Jags later. That's just kind of how it is for me because to me, they're number one. And I go to away games for the Bears. I barely go to home Jags games and it's right on the street. Um, so that just kind of shows the level of how much they are in my life. I have an entire room that's just completely like Chicago Bears and Chicago Cubs. And every time I post it, like all my Jags Twitters, like, you need Jack stuff in there. And I'm like, there's no room. Sorry. <laughs> Stacy, what about you? I am a diehard fan for sure. Kind of just went straight on in right from the start. I do watch every single game as well. Uh, I actually have not been to Soldier Field, so I need to. We gotta get you there. Go. <laughs> I know, I know. I need to go. I need to go. And I've been to Chicago many times, so I'm surprised that. It's never been during the football season, though, mm-hmm. so that's probably why. But, yeah. But I, I I, absolutely love this team. I'm definitely in it during the season. Off season, not so much. It's more baseball, you know, but love the Bears. So I'm all in. Well, you have to judge bat flips. 
<laughs> that's yeah, right. So, that's right. Kind of busy. Yeah, <laughs> kind of busy yeah. doing that. Yeah. Uh, I would just say go in September or October. Yeah. 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 Definitely. <laughs> yeah. I'm already looking actually because um, uh, there are some White Sox games that are playing that same weekend, and I'm like, oh, I could totally go to some White Sox games and got to fit baseball in there. So. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Yep. That'd be a, yeah, good, that'd why be a not? good way to do it for sure. Yeah. yeah it's a. Uh, I mean, it's a little spendy, but if you're from the East Coast, you, I mean, that's probably not spendy for you. So, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, for Midwest guy, it's like, I got to go to Chicago. You got to pay all that money for a hotel. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. All right. That's so, true. another easy one, Taylor, who is your favorite player? And I want you to answer this t- two different ways. One is <laughs> your all time favorite player, if that's somebody that you grew up loving or, or what have you. Um, it could be somebody that you just studied that you never saw, of course, but, mm. um, you know, th- not a lot of people are nerdy like me. Um, and have historical figures as some of their favorite players, but yeah. uh, your all-time favorite player. And then I, I would like you to answer who your favorite player is on the current roster. Okay. Um, I think that being a Bears fan, it uh, kind of breeds you into loving defense. Uh, so both of my players are defensive players just because that's what <laughs> you've grown to love. Um, Brian Urlacher is my number one. Uh, he's one of the people that really – uh, got me onto that next level of loving football. Like I, I would watch games and be interested, but once Brian Urlacher was on the bears, I had jerseys and had a uh, little, whatever, like playing, like the cards, football cards and little knickknacks of Brian Urlacher. And I love Brian Urlacher. He was just like my guy. And that was like, I obviously wasn't born and I wasn't alive in 1985. So I didn't have like that defense. So to me, this was like my defense that I sure. loved. And that was just like monsters. And I loved it. Um, and then, so now that transfers on to Roquan Smith. Roquan is just my guy. I can remember the day they drafted him. We had a huge draft party down at the stadium in Jacksonville and the Jags that year had a later pick because they were coming off the one good season in 2017. And so no one was really caring. And when they, when they said Roquan, I like literally stood up and just screamed and everyone around me was like, Whoa, that was aggressive. And I mean, and he's, he's, he's done it. Like he's battled and Mm -hmm. every single game, like he doesn't get talked about nearly as much because to me, he's one of the best linebackers in the league. Um, So I'm glad I heard today that they're in talks of an actual extension and I hope they do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Stacey, how about you? Okay. So my favorite player of all time is actually not from the bears. Uh Oh, well, Um, you're going to have to give me a favorite bear of all time. You can give me a favorite NFL player. I I agree with her. Actually, if I had to choose one, it would be Urlacher for sure. Um, But like, I could say is actually my favorite football player of all time. So because that's just how I grew up watching. Um, So I'm not going to talk about that because that's not what we're talking about today. (laughs) But (laughs) I have to bleep it out. Yeah, you bleep it out. And you're like, I'm sorry, we are not fans here. Um, but so, yeah, so only when they're playing the Packers, there you go. Yes. Okay. (laughs) Yes. I can agree with that. Yeah. So it was Cleo Mack and then he got traded and and my heart was broken. So, so a tough recovery there, but, um, actually David Montgomery was right behind him for that. I will completely agree with you about Roquan Smith though. He's, I do love defensive players. So right up there too so i you know but clue mac was my favorite oh i know yeah that yeah. was a tough day yeah that was a tough day i think for everybody 
So on, on Sundays, uh, you know, Taylor, you mentioned that sometimes you'll try mm-hmm. to hit an away game or two, um, like to get out to the Sundays, uh, like to get out to, to the actual stadiums. But what about when you're not at the stadium? Like, how do you watch games? Do you go to a bar? Do you like to watch them at home? Do you watch them with friends? Do you want isolation? Or, you, you know, do you, do you put yourself in solitary so that no one can bother you? Like, how do you watch games? And do you have any, like, rituals? Any, like, I'm wearing this shirt till they lose or, or stuff like yeah. that? Oh, I am very superstitious. I like if I wear a shirt and they get crushed that game, that shirt is not getting worn again for the rest of the season. Um, if I go to a place and they lose at that place, I will not go back to that place. Um, I'm oh, very, gosh. very like overly superstitious. And um, sometimes it like affects other people because I actually hope I have like a Chicago Bears fan club of Jacksonville. And there's like over 100 of us that will meet up. Not everybody at one time, usually, but we'll have big groups sometimes. And I'll feel bad because I'm like, guys, we I can't go back to that alehouse because they lost. So we're going to have to find a new place. And I'm having these whole group of people like shift around to new places. Um, but I'll mainly go out to the bar, honestly, just because I, I don't get the Bears games here and I don't pay for the package. So it's harder to unless you find like an illegal stream somewhere. But if it's big games, obviously the primetime games, I like to watch those from home uh, just because I like to be a little more like honed in on it and I also wake up very early and those are late um so if it's a big game or a primetime game I'm usually at home if it's a Sunday at one or a Sunday at four I'm out at the bar with the fan club I run nice awesome fan club that sounds fun right (laughs) I need to get one of those in Atlanta how do I do that yeah you should I like honestly started mine because I had a group of like five or six people and it's just from like going to sit at a bar and a Bears fan would come in with a jersey and I'd be like, oh, hey, and like make friends with them. And it started with like five, six of us to every time we'd be out, we'd recruit more Bears fans that we'd see. And then I made the Facebook page and people just started finding it somehow in Jacksonville. So it worked out and it, it grew a lot. It, it started the like a little before the 2018 season, but the 2018 season, it like blew up. And all of a sudden we literally had almost a hundred people at like the ale house watching the play, the Philly game. I feel inspired now. I feel like I, I need to, I need to do this because that sounds like so much fun to be it's, honest. It's, it's I, the best. I do it's, know a handful of bears fans that, that live around here. So not a bad yeah, idea. We're everywhere. Right? Right, and, right. and if you're traveling, you know, and you happen to be traveling during a game day, sounds like there's there might be some of these fan clubs out here. We need to get some uh-huh. awareness built. Yes. Right. Yeah. So Stacey, start, what a, about start you? a start a Twitter uh away fan club thing and there then have it in all these different cities. Yeah. Chapter this chapter, that you know, Jacksonville chapter, Atlanta chapter. Yeah, yes. we need an app. Yeah. I am actually with her. Um if I'm wearing a, the jersey and we've lost in it, I'm not touching it. Like it's like <laughs> It's yeah. So yeah, I, I, I pretty much sit in my sports room and stream, mind you illegally, um, <laughs> we'll stream every single game because it's in Atlanta. You know, I, I can't, yeah. I can't get all the games here. So yeah. I do. Yeah. And I have that. I'm in the same way. Like, and I have to be in my bears gear have to be mm-hmm. absolutely. What's yeah. the bears gear. You guys mentioned jerseys, like what... jerseys doesn't matter. I'm, I'll yeah. put a hat on. I don't even care. Like I'm, I'm just putting on anything. T-shirt. How extensive this... is this gear? Like, do you have a, how many jerseys, whose jersey do you have? Oh, wow. I'm going to have to probably get some new ones now, but I do have a uh, Hicks, which that's a T question, I guess right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I actually have an Eddie Jackson, which funny story because I got Eddie Jackson's after his like, 
better his good season when everyone was like oh eddie jackson's good but i got it on one of those like cheap china ones and it literally took almost a year to come to me so like by the time it oh, got no. to me like eddie sucked <laughs> i was like oh no. oh no i was like but i'm hoping that he gets some like he gets revived with uh this new Ibraflus offense i mean off like scheme and everything because i really liked eddie and he was so much fun to watch and then all of a sudden i like plummeted but obviously i have all the old ones i have the erlacher i have the peyton i have the a few other old ones i can't think of them right now but then i also have just a ton of shirts like a million mm -hmm. different monsters of the midway i do have a khalil mac that one that i got um one of those one of the games i went up to chicago when I, it was like you know when you're leaving soldier field you don't know stacy but they'll have guys out there like selling shirts and they always just have like funny phrases on them and stuff and yeah. this one said like it was like Khalil effing Mac. And then oh. on the back, it said like bear down. And I was like, yes, like let's go. Yeah. And it was actually the game that the bears clinched the North against the Packers. So I was just like mm. pumped. And I'm like, I'm buying this Nice. Shirt. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I have mostly hoodies and t-shirts. I have like three jerseys. I'm not huge into the jerseys. I am definitely more t-shirts, hoodies, long sleeve shirts, you know, that kind of thing. I think I have Montgomery and then I have two um, Mac ones. So, okay. Yeah. Oh wow. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you doubled up on Mac. Well, well home yeah. and away. She was dedicated. <laughs> did you get the throwback, or did you just go the white and the navy? White and the navy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I also do have. I was a big Cutler fan. A lot of people <sighs> rag on me for being a Cutler fan, but I have multiple <laughs> Cutler jerseys. I also do have a Trubisky jersey. Um, I, yeah. So I was very hesitant to get a Fields jersey this year because I was like, man. Like every time I get one of the quarterback jerseys, like it just doesn't work out, but I got one. So I was like, I yeah, I need to get a Fields one. I definitely want to get a Fields one. I, I, I'm not going to, I'm uh, no? number, number one um, is not a good number uh, for <laughs> guys with decently large body types. I just don't think a one <laughs> looks very good on a former offensive lineman. I just can't do it. So um, nice. Uh, one of the off-season stories that we've been hearing a lot of mm. is that they're looking to move out of Soldier Field and build a new stadium at Arlington Heights. And I'm I'm curious to hear what fans think about this. Now, obviously, neither of you guys live in Chicago, so you have um, you know, and you you haven't been to a game, Stacy. But what are your thoughts on the the potential of a new stadium in Arlington Heights? Um, I personally, I get the idea. I don't love the idea. Um, I get why they want to do more with it, but they're kind of having the same deal in Jacksonville right now. There's just like not a whole lot. And obviously Chicago is a massive city compared to Jacksonville, but when you're at Soldier Field, there's not a whole lot like right there in that vicinity. You're, you're making some pretty long hauls from tailgating from most of the tailgating to the stadium. And then if you want to walk out of the stadium, like you go to other stadiums, you literally walk out and there's just bars and restaurants and music venues and all of this stuff. So I get them wanting to add that, but I just feel like to me, when I'm at Soldier Field, there's nothing like it. Like there's nothing like sitting at Soldier Field, looking over Lake Michigan, like wind blowing. That's just such a factor of Chicago games too. And you're taking that away. Um, there's just mm -hmm. those like cold, windy games that are like iconic that you'll obviously still have the cold, but you're not going to have like the wind chill and all of the other coming off the, the lake effect and all of that. And I know they're saying like Soldier Field's outdated and it needs this and this and this. But like to me, it's just like when I walk in there, it like feels good. 
And I don't know how the new place will feel new and it'll be fun and there'll be a lot to do. And Stacey, you know, in Atlanta, like where the battery is, the battery's awesome. And there's a million oh, things to amazing. do. You walk out of the Braves yeah. game or before the Braves game and you have a blast. And so I yeah. get like in their head, that's the idea that they want to do. And it makes sense mm -hmm. because we're in such an age where people want to like socialize and people want to go out and yeah, people love sports, but they want to do that with their whole group of friends and right. not just go to a game and go home, you know? Um, mm -hmm. for me personally, I think it does affect it a little bit because I don't live in the city. Uh, if I lived there, it may change. Like my opinion may change because I don't know how all of the people that live in Chicago feel about it. I just know how I feel from an outside perspective. Like I want to fly into Chicago and stay in a hotel in the city and like walk to Soldier Field or take a taxi, you know? That's a good point, actually. I feel the exact same way. Um, and the only thing I can relate this to is pretty similar to um, Yankee Stadium where you were talking about the feeling of it going in there. Uh, I get the same exact thing when I go to the new Yankee Stadium versus when I grew up going to the old one. It's not the same. It doesn't feel the same. It doesn't have the same. I don't know how to describe it. Energy. Yeah. Uh, there's an energy about it. And so it does change. It's going to be different. Although um, now that you mentioned about the battery, I do understand that is that what they're trying to do? They're trying to like build a whole like restaurants and stuff all around it, make it like an actual like yep. a complex. Destination. Yeah. yeah. And so they're doing like where they're building it is like old, it was like racehorses. It's a racetrack. Yeah. Yeah. It was like a racetrack mm. heading. So it's a big piece of land. So they want to take that big piece of land and make it a whole event rather than a game. Yeah. I, I think uh, it's a nice idea, but it takes away so much history. Mm -hmm. uh, so I don't know how I, I'm kind of tossed on that one. It's like I can understand why they want to do that, but not 100% for it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. This this topic I think is is, is something I you know quite frankly I I don't understand. I don't have a, an insight into it for obvious reasons, and you know I get the benefit of. The doubt. So, I mean, I believe me. I've been writing on the internet for eight years now, I, and I get crushed too. But I do get the benefit of the doubt that, like, oh, he's a guy, and oh, he played. So I get a little bit of free. I don't know. Like, I get a little bit of. I don't want to say credibility, but I, I don't. I don't get some of the criticism that I think that that you guys might. And so I, I want to ask about the good aspects of of being in sports media and the bad aspects i want i want to know what that is and what we as a fan base can do better at um, in terms of elevating you know amplifying your your voices and and making it inclusive to everybody that loves this team like we all do so, so i know that's a a lot yeah. tack to bite off what you want yeah. um but I'm honestly open and curious to, to hear your, your answers yeah, I mean, I think that obviously women in sports is growing and that goes on every level. We're seeing them in booths now. We're seeing, and it's not for a long time, it was just sidelines. And now we're seeing them in the booth. We're seeing them as coaches. We're seeing them as position coaches. So like, it's it's definitely mm -hmm. growing and it's, it's, it's earning respect, more and more respect as we go. But there is definitely a little... Um, a little extra work I think that women have to put in sometimes because they have to be able to not only like have an opinion and like be able to like defend that opinion, but they also be, have to be able to like defend their self after of why they like 
think this certain thing. And like, I've noticed a lot on Twitter, like the guys on the, on my station, which there's four, five of five girls, the rest are all guys. They're all great. Like the, the guys that I work with are super supportive. And honestly, like I do what I do because of the guys, they were very much like, no, like keep going. You've got it. You'll be on air. Like when I first started interning, they were the ones that like pushed me to keep going. So I'm lucky that I have, I kind of like grew up in the industry with men who support um, and are not critical and more want to help than like fight you over it. Um, but I do think that for them, like they'll say the same exact statement all day long on every show. And if I say it on helmets and heels, we're instantly getting texts of like, oh, this is ridiculous. Like you're, you're overreacting or you're underreacting or you don't know what you're talking about because you never played football. And like, that's the thing we get a lot. And I'm like, I understand, like, I'm not going to understand, like, I'm not going to get the mindset of a football player. Like, I do not know what is going through Justin Fields' mind when he, like, steps back and is about to throw mm -hmm. a ball. But I can study mechanics and I can study what the offensive line needs to do and the positions and routes and play calls. Like, I can still do all of that. And that's what I think it's hard to grasp for some men and this is not all men some are very supportive like I said but they're it's more of that extra layer of critical and it's that extra layer of almost quizzing and Stacy, you probably get it too like if you meet a guy out and you say you like like the bears you love the bears and it's an instant like but why like mm -hmm. who was the quarterback mm -hmm. in 1972 and it's like yeah first of all like relax like just calm down yeah so it's always just like mm -hmm. that like they want to make sure that you didn't just study a couple facts and you know everything but it's funny because the casual man fan who wants to talk sports doesn't want to talk in depth x's and o's they yeah. just want to talk about like you know how he played in this last game but i think mm -hmm. it, it's getting a little easier uh there's still like the few comments that i'll get on certain things and usually it's just Full, it goes straight to, oh, you need to check your, the most recent one I got was like, you need to check your like bio on your Twitter because you obviously don't know enough about sports to say you're in media. And I was like, okay. And it was about Darnell Mooney. That's what it was. Um, so what happened? Um, you said who was the quarterback in 1972. And I, <laughs> and I thought, I thought, I think it's Bobby Douglas. You got and it. So, and then I was like, you know what? I'm going to look it up. And it was it was Bobby Douglas. So you awesome. were talking to the guy that would get that sort of thing. That but yes. is awesome. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, sorry. Go on. No, oh, your okay. your casual fan is probably not going to know. No. Yeah. No. no, no like especially, especially somebody who's 25, 30 years old. Like yeah. their mind, their before, unless you're like a super diehard and stuff, like you pretty much don't know what happened long before you were born. Like, you know, 1985, because 1985 was the year. And I like, I can name that entire roster because I've watched the Bears 30 for 30 and I've watched the, the game and I've watched the, all of that stuff. But what happened three years before that? I don't know. Like, I wasn't yeah. there. I can like tell you little bits of who got drafted in what year for if it's big names, but. Anyways, I think that I think that for women, it's getting easier. But I do think that there is a little there's just like this extra layer of proving yourself for everything you say. Yeah, I agree. Um, actually, I feel like it's that much more in football than it is in baseball. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe it depends on the fans that you're talking to. But for the most part, I seem I've been encouraged to like you were saying, you know, that the men are encouraging to you um to pursue to pursue whatever it is you're trying to you know achieve in in sports media 
I've been encouraged like heavily by pretty much mostly all men. And maybe it's because it's not as prominent in baseball. I'm not sure. There's definitely a difference when I start talking about the bears on my Twitter than if I start talking about baseball. Yeah. mm -hmm, It's different. I don't know why, (laughs) but um, maybe that's more macho for football. And so they're just like, yeah, you you know, I don't, I don't know. And it could be the fact that like, they're like, well, maybe she played softball so she can like relate a little bit, but there's no way she played tackle football, you know? Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm there, you know, like sabermetrics and Bill James and all that kind of stuff. Right. I mean, you couldn't get nerdier than, than a statistician that tried to change the way that people think about baseball. And so mm-hmm. maybe there's, there's, I mean, if you come at things from a purely analytics standpoint in football, there's mm-hmm. a big contingent of football fans that'll come after you too. Yeah, yeah um, absolutely. And, and sometimes deservedly so believe me, like, I mean, I, I can kind of operate in that cause I have, you know, that background too, but some, some people just are pure math people in football and that doesn't yeah. really work. You know, those fights are always interesting yeah. <laughs> to yeah. see too. Um, but I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm curious to know the answer for why there would be a difference from baseball to football, but you might be the machismo thing. Yeah, I think so. I think they're thinking football is more, I'm not sure. And for the most part, by and large, these guys did not play very long in their yeah. football yeah. career. So yeah. that's all, or they never played, right? Yeah. They never played, um, yeah. I mean, that's, that's what, that's what kills me. Anyway. Yeah. One of like, one of my favorite things we have a lot of obviously like former Jags that come on to our station and like, we'll have them on helmets and heels a lot. And they're always so cool. And they're like, they're best at, they're the best at explaining. Like we'll have Jeff Logman. Um, he played on the Jags defense for a long time. He was also in New York. I think he got drafted by the Jets. But he is one of those guys who will sit down and he'll have three segments with us and just dive completely into the X's and O's and not on air, like not make us feel like we're not understanding when Mm -hmm. he's saying it on air. But on the break, he'll be like, hey, just making sure like you understood what this cover to whatever. And he'll go on all these technical terms and X's and O's because he's played the game. So there's like a there's a deeper level of understanding, obviously, like when you were standing there and you played for that long um, in your career, there's obviously a little bit extra. But he's never once acted like we didn't know what he was talking about. Like he talks to us like we are in the locker room and he's showing us how to like run the next play, Um, which I love because I've I've talked to him several times and I learned something new every single time. And most on air, we talk a lot of Jags, but on breaks, I'll bring up the Bears and I'll be like, what do you think about this person or this person? Or, you know, how do you think this is going to work? And he'll always, he'll be like, Hey, I didn't look, I didn't really watch much, but I'll go watch some tape this weekend. and I'll let you know next week. Like he's just that guy. And it, it's awesome to have men like that who, like you said, Stacey are supportive, but also aren't afraid to like throw the hard stuff at you. and be like, all right, yeah. like, you got to learn this too, yep. you know? Yep. So what, absolutely. What can, what can, uh, let me approach it from like, what can Bears Twitter do to better be better at this? Like, what what can uh, you what what can we do in the in the media, um, you know, to set you guys up more or to I, I don't know, like I don't know the answer. Yeah. I mean, I honestly don't know. I don't know completely what would change it. I I know that the more conversations we have, the better. Um, the more we do things like this, the more that when we're on Twitter, it's not just like 
guys going back and forth that's bring like responding to those female perspectives of things and maybe like sometimes it's going to make guys uncomfortable like maybe and that's part of it is the girls are a little more emotional for the most part when it comes to things so there's like certain i may feel a certain way about a player or a certain way about something that's going on that it's affecting my opinion a different way and for the guys to kind of like take a step back and be like okay like i understand where you're coming from but you know this is what's going on i think the more interaction the more conversation the more we feel like we're being taken seriously the more you guys will take us seriously yep ditto 100 percent. final thoughts so take it where you want to go but like Thoughts on the season, thoughts on being a Bears fan, thoughts on wherever you want to go. Your floor is yours. Well, I'll just go a little bit into the season. I, I'm very excited about this season. I think it's going to kind of set the tone, and this is a bold statement, but I think it's going to set the, the tone for the next few years, honestly. Um, I think that the moves that they started making this year, and like I said, it, it wasn't any of the splash moves, but it was enough, I think, to make a make the offensive line a step better. I think it was enough to make that receiving core a step better. I think it was enough to make the secondary four steps better. Um, mm-hmm. I think Justin Fields alone, having this like this experience under his belt, having a new coach, having new offensive coordinators around him, um, that's going to let him kind of be free and do his thing and plan around him. That was a lot of the problem last year. I felt like they were like every game plan they had was for Andy Dalton. And they were like, but he can't play. So Justin, you just play like what we were going to do. For Andy Dalton. So I'm excited to watch all of that. I'm excited to watch the progress. And then even if the season, like for me, isn't like a nine, 10, one season, because I don't mm-hmm. think it's going to be, I think it's going to be a six, seven, one, unless Fields just takes a massive leap. If Fields goes from like, what he was last year to all of a sudden just like completely like maybe like Justin Herbert level when he had that, like his second good season. I think that that would be the big change. But other than that, I'm seeing progress. I'm seeing six, seven wins, but then I'm seeing next season, Ryan Poles and Iberflus looking at this roster and be like, okay, now we know what we have. Now we know what these guys can do with a scheme that works for them and game plans that work for them and a locker room that's getting along and guys that want to be in Chicago, unlike Allen Robinson, um, and I think that they have a lot of money, ton of spending money this next season. They get their draft picks back from all the other things they traded within the last few years. Um, and so I'm seeing that big leap next year, but this year, I think we'll see those baby steps where we're like, okay, like this is fun again. And that's, what's to me, the good part. When you start having fun, you know, the team's going in the right direction. Yep. hundred percent. I'm looking for progression not perfection. So, cause I don't, I think we'll be sorely disappointed if we expect everything to be just like, we're going to go straight for the Super Bowl. I don't think it's going to happen like that, but yeah, progression is what I want to see. I want to see every, I want to see it m- mesh more than it has. It's definitely look kind of all over the place mm-hmm. and no real rhyme or reason to the plays. Just, it was a mess. So I'm hoping that it's a, uh, Better laid right, out. This that time. was from my conversation. So I am, with Stacey that's and exactly Taylor what I want to see. I want to see May. progress. Just wanted to add one thing. Let's see if we can work together to make Bears fandom a safe place to come together and support our favorite franchise. I'm closing in on a decade of writing about football on the internet, and it can be a pretty brutal place from time to time, especially when you're first starting out and you're not really sure what to expect when you put words with your byline up on up on the website or 
or even when you're having a podcast and you're, you're putting information out there. But just because people go through that sort of thing doesn't make it right or make it something that we need to continue. I think we have the power to be nicer to each other and to choose to engage in civil discourse rather than trying to score cheap points, throwing rotten eggs at one another from the cheap seats. The extra layer of scrutiny that most women in media deal with, I think, is exhausting. And I just want to say, don't be that person. I think we can all learn from each other, regardless of what your background is. Make sure that if you are on Twitter, you can find Stacy at official Stacy. Official is spelled with a zero as the first letter. Taylor is at taydoll1010xl, uh, T-A-Y-D-O-L-L-1010xl. You're going to be seeing and hearing a lot from her in the near future. As I mentioned at the top of the show, she'll be starting. She'll be hosting a new show on the network, and I'm incredibly excited about it. It's going to be called Making Monsters, and she's going to have a focus on a lot of the younger players building their careers with the Bears, like first contract type guys. Really great angle, and I think it's going to dovetail quite nicely into some of the other things that we have planned for the channel this fall, which we'll get into those at some point and let you know what's going on there. Um, as always, you can find me on Twitter at GridironBorn. Please check out our work over at the Second City Gridiron YouTube channel. Uh, please like and subscribe and all that fun stuff over there. That really helps us out. And we'll see you back here next Wednesday for episode three of the Bears Hopium Den. See you then.